Hey everyone, I'm Ann Bogle, and this is What Should I Read Next, episode 56. Welcome to the show that's dedicated to answering the question that plagues every reader. What should I read next? We don't get bossy on this show. What we will do here is give you the information you need to choose your next read. And today, the information you need to choose the perfect gift for the book lover in your life. Readers, we have a very special and much requested episode for you today. My friend Holland Saltzman owns The Novel Neighbor in St. Louis, and she's joining me to talk about our favorite books of the year, supporting independent bookstores, and the bookish gifts we can't wait to give and receive this year. This is a lot of fun, whether you're shopping for a book lover, making your own wish list, or just want to indulge in a whole bunch of readerly enthusiasm. Let's get to it. Holland, welcome to the show. Good morning, Anne. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. Okay, Holland, you have the honor of being the first guest to return for an encore performance. So thanks for joining us. (laughs) That's a Saltzman sister cat call. We need like a bookish call so you can recognize your people. Yeah, except it would probably have to be quieter. No, I've learned book people are not so quiet. Well, today we are talking all things gifty for the holidays. Although really, if you have a book lover in your life, there is nothing seasonal about getting them some of the things we're going to talk about today that book lovers will love. So for people who didn't hear your last episode about fall reading, you all should go listen to that. We'll put the link in show notes. But Holland, you are the owner and operator of the, that makes you sound like you've run a trucking company. (laughs) Someday, my friend, it feels like that. No. Yes. (laughs) So Holland, you are the, what's your official title? Who do you You want to be? I actually struggle with that sometimes because when I go to conferences and stuff, if you like put owner on the on the tag, that just seems weird. Um, but, you know, book buyer, certainly that's what I do. All the things then the retail part of it and then bibliotherapist, of course, I'd really like to have that on because I think that's most of my job is, you know, pr- pr- providing the right book at the right situation. So everybody needs a little bibliotherapy. So I don't know. Anne. I have no title. I'm titleless. If you stop in the Novel Neighbor Bookstore in St. Louis. The odds are that Holland will be there because it is her place. How's that? That is perfect. Okay. How long have you been open now? Uh, A little over two years. So does that mean you're going into your what Christmas season? So it's our third one. So we opened kind of. I know because our first one we had been open for like two and a half months, and we're still like, "Wow, what are we doing? This is sort of fun. I think people like us." Um, And then last year we were not prepared for. We were prepared, but it just was like, oh, you're one to year two after you'd been open a year. And then it's been, um, we had our holiday open house last night, which was loads of fun. So yeah, we're feeling, we're feeling pretty good this season. Excellent. So what's it like to run an independent bookstore during the holidays? It's chronically feeling like you keep buying and boxes keep arriving and then you don't have anything you need. And that's not, I mean, it's just, a, it's, it's not true, but you know, if I don't have the one book because we just sold the last copy of it, you know, two hours ago and it'll be back in within a day or two, you just want to say yes to everybody. Mm-hmm. You just want to be able to, and people are very understanding. They know you're not going to have all the things all the time. And, you know, we do have a quick, you know, one to two day turnaround. So it's easy to do a special order of, you know, whether it's a a book, one of our, you know, in any of our other products kind of lines like the out of print t-shirts and some things like that. But 
it just constantly feels as like, of course, we should have gotten 14,000 copies of that when we were ordering six months ago, because who knew that Oprah was going to name that? Or who knew <laughs> that, you know, all of a sudden yesterday, I think I saw your post um, yesterday of somebody, was it the New York Times list or whenever you'd posted that about like the notable reads of 2016. And <gasps> oh, so you yeah. don't know what that's going to be. And so you might have gotten just one copy of one of those books or maybe none if you hadn't read it yourself. Um, and so you're like, oh, criminy, I got to go get, you know, 20 more copies of that because that's three people's number one bestseller of the year. So um, there is a feeling of the whole, not just Christmas time, the, that is that is the biggest overwhelming feeling um, of running a bookstore is wishing you had the magic eight ball of what people are going to want. <laughs> <laughs> because when I shared that list, I know a lot of people get really unhappy when in November they start putting out best of the year lists because they oh. think it doesn't give December books a fair chance and they are totally yes. right. However, right. I saw, I can't resist clicking on those. I shared a, like the best 20 books published right. in 2016 list. And I hadn't even heard of I know four or five of them. I was very happy to read your confession uh, or your just statement. It's not confession, your statement of that, because it made me feel so much better when I went through the list and I was like, oh my gosh, what are these? Um, so yeah, um, as, as always adding to that to be red pile. We can call it a confession. I'm fine with okay. that. Yeah, no. So it's just, no, I had to, um, I got called, we, our local paper here is the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and uh, the book editor, literary editor, um, had sent an email and she does it with all of us independents in St. Louis, kind of asking for your top three. And it's an adult list. So that makes it a little easier for me that I don't have to pick, you know, from all my favorite children mm -hmm. of the picture books in the middle grade. So it's just adult. But it just, it took me, I mean, I always wait until the absolute last minute to send it in because I'm like racking my brain for everything that I've read this year that came out this year. And yeah, it was, uh, it's tough. Okay. So that was for the St. Louis Dispatch, but can you share your top three? Yeah, but I got to say, it's going to sound like a little repeat for those of uh, your listeners who tuned into us earlier, because you know what's still top of my list is um, for 2016 is the one in a million boy. I just, it has not been knocked off its, its place of um, prominence yet. That makes uh, me happy. Yeah, it has. And then I've got to say, um, The Curious Charms of Arthur Pepper is my uh, probably one of my biggest sellers in the last couple of weeks. We're doing it for book club. Another uh, woman that I talked to is doing it for their book club. And again, it's not on anybody's list, but it's just somehow gotten some traction. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a book for anybody, mostly during the holidays. Um, and then the third one was News of the World by Paulette Giles. Yes, I, I keep seeing that, but I haven't read it. Oh, it's really, you would love it. I really feel remotely confident that I think you would, it's a small, you would, you could get through it quick. It's a, it's a smaller book. It's a quiet book. It's, um, gosh, I wish I had the review in front of me. One of my customers, I put it in her hands, kind of an early copy. And she's like, she's like, it's like Little House on the Prairie on steroids, but cooler. Like it was something like that. <laughs> That I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of good, but it's uh, it's just an original uh, telling of a story I don't, I didn't know. So, um, so I really liked that one a lot too. I take your recommendations to heart, Holland. Oh well, yeah. Well, have you read The Sparrow yet? <laughs> I am on page 143. It is Are happening. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. And that makes me so happy. How how is? Do, do you want to like talk I should about? Get a good student sticker really do get a good student sticker. Okay. That's amazing. But that'll have to be an entirely different podcast because <laughs> I want to talk about that for a long, long time. Okay. Now I want to think of my top three. 
for 2016. I was not prepared. This is on the fly. But yeah. what made me think of it is the one in a million boy. It's on my list. Yeah. Top three, 2016. Yeah. Also, no brainer. Uh, Everyone Brave is Forgiven by Chris Cleave. Have you oh, read that? For sure. Yes. Yes. So I could, good. I, Again, talking about it, one that I thought started a little slow, and I was like, Anne, what are you doing? And um, no, Everyone love, Brave? loved it. Yeah. War was declared at 9 a.m., and Mary North signed up by noon. I mean, what's not no, to like? Just, there was just something about it that just did not, enge- like, I don't know what it was, but it's like, I was like, all right, I'm going to keep going. So, like, I mean, yes, action happened immediately, but my engagement, it took a while. I can see that, because it really did feel like you were stepping into an entirely different world with its own yes. setting and really its own cadence, just the feeling of that book. Yep. It's not, everybody was way wittier than the world I live in. It just took some getting used to. <laughs> and book three, I'm going to have, oh, you know, I know what book three is, okay. but it doesn't come out till 2017. Well, then you can't count. You can't so. count it because that's not the thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to think about this because I'll be putting out a best books I read this year okay. list. Okay. Oh, but you know, like these favorite decisions, you have to take them seriously. It's dangerous well, to do on the fly. Depending on what people are in the mood to read, you know, what I might recommend is probably might, you know, I might've loved a book. It might not be in my top, but if that's what somebody, you know, depending on what they're talking about, I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Come over here. We're going to get you this one. And then... <laughs> Holland, what I'd like to hear is how, what's happening in your independent bookstore over the holidays. So you've already mentioned how you hand sell so many books and some people don't know what that phrase means. Do you want to explain hand selling? Sure. sure. Um, so I think that's why independents are making a comeback or why some have survived through this crazy onslaught of big box stores carrying books um, as well as online is because a lot of times people want someone to help them pick out a book because we have the the knowledge and the depth or the opportunity to read so much um, that when they come in and they say, okay, I'm, I just need to check out. This is going on in my life and things like that. I need to check out. Or I've got a 13-year-old boy who, uh, nephew that's a reluctant reader, but I know he likes, um, I know he, you know, he's into gaming, you know, but I don't want to, you know, I want to get him a book. And Or I've got a five-year-old that, you know, thinks they can, you know, that's just starting to read, but they really want to get into a chapter book. Is there any such a thing? And, you know, somebody who's, you know, I've got somebody who's in the hospital and I just want them to smile and because they're going through something really rough. And so it's our responsibility to hand select, you know, a variety of options to find the right book that we feel or to help. And 99% of the time we can find something that they're like, Oh my God, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, it'll be like, Nope, that's not it. Nope. That's not it. Nope. <laughs> Usually it involves an in-law. Nope. That's not it. Nope. That's not it. And it's like, <laughs> okay, we'll keep going and things like that. And you know, and that's why we also have lots of wonderful gifts as well. Cause sometimes it's not a book and that's okay. Um, but that's, you know, we have talked about a little bit and I think you and I talked, uh, informally a couple of days ago, we are starting a, uh, what we're calling a novel subscription because we've had people say, Oh, I wish you could, you know, do this for my so-and-so who lives in Seattle or things like that. And so we're launching, um, for 2017, but it'll be available to kind of do this month is, um, we will do hard covers for whether it's picture books or elementary, middle school, young adult, or even adults. Um, 
we had this one woman that we just even sort of talked about. She called two days ago. And she was like, is this up and running? Can I do it? My sister in Seattle <laughs> a big reader and I want to give this to her. And how much is it? And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm kind of still working on it. But today, let's say it's. And so that's what we're going to do. So it'll be hardcovers because with paperbacks, yes, it's cheaper, but you won't know what people have read. You know, One in a Million Boy it was not on anybody's radar screen. And I just, you know, I, I, I want to take that and some of these other ones that we find that are favorites that I really feel strongly that I'll, you know, and we'll pay attention to some genre stuff and things like that. But just, I mean, our, you know, we hear all the time, like our picture book selection, we do have the classics, but are just really, you know, not the ones you're going to know about. You know, one of our bestsellers is called Sir Pancake and Lady French Toast uh, <laughs> by Josh Funk. And it's two, it's the, they're very good friends who live in the fridge together, except there's only one drop of syrup left. And it is brilliant. And, um, you know, so, you know, so your grandchild or your nephew or somebody like that, like will once a month or every other month or once a quarter receive a book from us. It'll be wrapped up and, and things like that. So we want to take kind of the hand selecting, hand picking and, you know, be able to provide that beyond the novel neighbor. I love that. Holland, how is your bookstore a different place this time of year compared to the rest of the year? Or is it really? I think, you know what, uh, Small Business Saturday was recent and people do what they're told in some ways, if that's funny or not. I, mean, I don't know how. How, I how do you mean? How do you mean? But it's fun. I mean, Small Business Saturday is definitely one of our biggest days of year because everyone says, go shop small on Small Business Saturday. It's become the movement. It's become, you know, you do this on Saturday, you do this on Friday, you do this on Monday. You know, it just, it's become, but we had Cider Monday instead of Cyber Monday. Ha, ha, ha. free cider all day. Anyway, so, you know, that's a big thing. So I think people want to support, and I'd uh, probably say that, at least three or four times a day, someone verbally will say while they're checking out, well, I want to give you all the business. Well, I'm happy to come here because we try to say to almost everyone as they're checking out is thank you so much for coming in. We certainly appreciate you shopping local, like acknowledging the fact that there's our choices and we really appreciate that they're making the um, the choice to come in. And, and like I said, people want to let you know that they're consciously making that choice too. And like, mm-hmm. well, no, I know I could have gotten this online, but I want to make sure you get the business and mm-hmm. want to make sure you get the opportunity. And so I just think that's magnified over the holidays that we do have quite a few people, um, you know, that might not be, that we might not see as frequently during the course of the year, um, very intentionally, you know, we had this gentleman in the other night and grandfather-ish and he had his list and it was just how he walks in the door and I'm like, hi, can we help you? And uh, hadn't, I, I think his daughter or somebody had told him about the store and he's like, I've got a list of eight people and I heard you can help. And I was like, <laughs> well, okay. He goes, I might take a while. And I was like, that's okay. That's what we're here for. And it was just, you know, kind of walking through his list and, and he's like, and, and it's funny, he did have a mall list for the next day, you know, a couple of things he needed to get the mall. I mean, it was just the cutest thing. So you know, people, I think during the course of the year, uh, you know, might, there's just something about coming in over the holidays that it just, you know, besides shopping for presents, there's just a bit of an uptick overall of, you know, people finding their way to us. And I think it's a fun place to be. I mean, I always like to stop in a good independent bookstore. I don't know if it's in the air or in the actual store, but yep. it's a nice place to be during the holidays. Fun, yep. festive, and even more so than the usual bookstore. Okay, Holland, a question I get a lot that I am not 
in as authoritative a position to answer as you are is, you know, I love my local indie. I'm deeply committed to it being there. I don't have piles and piles of money to spend on books. How can I spend my dollars wisely? So here's what I tell them. Let me see if this is bookstore approved. Okay. Okay. So what I tell I speak them for all bookstores. Oh, absolutely. Well, today you're the only bookseller in the room. Okay. Okay. So with that authority upon you. So of course, of course, I tell them books are an excellent value if you choose them well. But I say if you do have limited book budget dollars, that booksellers are often discounted many places and that some books cost what they cost, no matter where you are or where you buy them from and buy those from your independent bookseller. Okay. Okay. So um, that's where I start for giving advice. How is that? And what would you add to it or change about it? It's tricky. It really is because people sort of act like they're having a confessional sometimes of, you know, about, oh, I already ordered that online or I didn't realize you could get that for me, you know, and it's just sort of this thing. And, you know, we are not in the business of trying to make anyone feel guilty about the decisions that they're making. It's just looking at a really big picture of, you know, I had a phone call. Um, asking if I could get a particular title and we can. And she said, well, how much? And I said, well, you know, the book jacket price is what it is. I mean, there's just not a huge markup for books. And I think, you know, whether as other retails or bigger box stores, I mean, what they can mark up on an item is, you know, 70, 80%. And ours is like half of that. It's just, there's not a huge markup. So, um, for us to do, you know, she asked for, do we do a price match? <laughs> I said, um, no, I'm sorry. It's the cost of the book jacket. And, you know, we keep, uh, what we call indie bound bestsellers at 20% off. And so, um, Every week, uh, independent bookstores across the U.S. Uh, report their sales. And so there's a uh, IndieBound.org is this organization. If you're ever going on a uh, road trip, make mm -hmm. sure to check IndieBound.org, and they can tell you the bookstores in your area. Um, but they also compile the bestseller of the week list. And so a lot of uh, independent bookstores will keep the IndieBound list um, at 20% off. And so we have that. That's our first bookshelf when you walk in the door. Um, hardcover, adult fiction, nonfiction, paperback, adult fiction, and nonfiction. Um, and sometimes they're aligned with New York Times bestseller list. Sometimes, you know, being indies, we've got some peculiar titles that aren't necessarily in the New York <laughs> Times, but, you know, that that it's a bestseller for, you know, the indies. So uh, so that's, you know, the one place that we try to offer a discount, uh, you know, across the board. But it's so much more than that. It is trying, you know, I'd say every other day, we get asked for a donation for, you know, auction nights, trivia nights are big here. People doing a gift basket for every school, for every church, for every nonprofit. And you support those and you employ people, you know, from the area and you pay taxes in your area and you provide story time for free in your area. And you, you know, the, the what you provide what I like to say a lot of times is priceless. And so I get that budgets are real. I get that money is tight. I get that it, you know, I like to save $5. I like to save $3. I like to save. But it's a tougher question when I'm asked directly, do you price match or how come I can get it cheaper um, online? Well, there's they, they can discount all the things, you know, all the time because they're a national multi-bazillion uh, gazillion trillion corporation. Um, and it's just a difference. What is, 
So I can't resist clicking on, I, that's like the third time I've said that today. Um, the New York Times ran a piece this week about behind the scenes at an independent bookstore, like what getting oh, yeah. off the ground actually looks like. It was a great Couple piece. A couple people linked that to me. Yeah, I went and read it. Um, by great, I mean, I got to do my little vicarious bookseller <laughs> exploration. And right. if it was totally wrong, I had no clue because I don't know what it's like to run a bookstore. So what I want to know is um, what you think people would be surprised to find out about the life of an independent bookstore or what you wish people knew about running an independent bookstore that you're pretty sure we're clueless about. So what was interesting to me was that uh, I did have a friend or two in the business uh, that I could ask some questions to, but you can, when you're opening a bookstore, you could either order from every publisher directly, which, you know, there's major publishers and then there's small prints and all these things, or there's two major wholesalers that we work with um, that you could basically call up and say, I need 8,000 books, I need 10,000 books, I need 14,000 books. And you, you know, you negotiate with them to get your whatever discount's going to be. And then, you know, you pay for those <laughs> set books. <laughs> and they they do offer that you could say, I want to be 20% mystery. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, I hand-selected every single title um, and did not let them self-populate us based on what's been popular. And so um, – which was excruciating and time consuming, but I feel like we wanted to open the doors and be very uh, carefully curated from the minute we opened. Um, and if a customer wants to know about a book on the shelf, you know about the book on the shelf. Yeah. Now, had I read all of them? Not necessarily, but it might have been like, okay, I love this author. I'm going to date every mm -hmm. one of those. And, and mm -hmm. I did. Like I said, I had a couple uh, friends in the business who helped with the, you know, some of the children's selections as well. I know some uh, fantastic librarians. So there was some help there. But once you get past the wholesalers, you start setting up your account with publishers and because you can get a, a slightly larger discount if you order directly from publishers. And then that's who you want to start working with to get author visits because we've been on the receipt. You know, we've gotten to have Dave Pilkey and Brian Selznick and we had BJ Novak like the second month we were open um, from the office. He had just done his picture book. And that uh, sounds Oh, which is a great one. Wow. Yeah, short wow. stories were incredible. So, I mean, this is like two months open. We're like, sure, we can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, so there's great reasons to have relationships with publishers, but they, but you have to go after it. You have to like set up individually with each one of them. And then you could just order through customer service and still never talk to a person. So then you sort of have to go and say, Hey, I've opened in your area. Do you have a sales rep that comes to St. Louis or is there someone I can talk to? And so the amount of work to establish relationships with the publishers, that was eye-opening to me. Now there's a couple of um companies that uh, work with like a uh, multi-line, you know, um Abram Associates and uh Fuji Associates. Those are some people who represent a multi smaller presses and you know that was they each have one person who comes in the store and very much handheld with me to help me figure out a lot of those and then that's been some of our strongest relationships and some of our best selling book lines because I get to know them they get to know the store but it just was shocking to me that you know six months in I didn't have a, a, a still a connection at a major publisher and it was still on me to go do it. But I'm like, well, I've got to run the store. I've got to do the books. I've mm -hmm. got to do um, all the things. Um, I did not know any of that. See, oh my you've God. got mail. They don't show Kathleen Kelly working no. the phones. 
no, you're just like, someone please talk to me. And then, <laughs> then there's things like co-op that, I mean, things that I'm finding out about now that like, you know, for, like marketing dollars from different publishers. Like if I would, I, you know, if potentially if there was a book, you know, we talk about what book we're doing for book of the month club, not book of the month, club, I mean, from our book club we're doing, you know, or we'll say, here's a book we're excited about. Well, if we would let that publisher know that we've done, or if we did like set up a display around a certain books, like we can let the publishers know. And then there's like marketing money to come back to us or they give us a little, I mean, it's like, what? I had no idea. I had no idea. And I still don't. I mean, there's still so much I have. It's dangerous how much I still don't know. And so I think that that's my one thing is when if people come in the store um, would be like, I would love to work in a bookstore and, um, you know, and, and do, to read all the books. And I was like, oh, I read so much more before I opened a bookstore. <laughs> because irony. You're, you're not going to find the person behind the desk propped up on the stool with a cup of coffee reading a book. That is not what we get to do. And so, you know, you do a little bit of everything. And it is, it goes back to what we were talking about a little while ago is just having that magic ball, eight ball. I wish, you know, we all, there's no way of knowing what's going to be huge and what's not. I mean, it, and it's, and, and who's going to pick it up and decide to make it a movie or who's going to talk about it on some show or blogger or New York times is going to put it on the front page of their, you know, weekly book review. And you're like, Oh, I only got one copy of that. I'm going to be out of that really quickly. That's the, that will continue to be the hardest part of, um, predicting um what's because you can't carry all the titles and so and you and we order we order you know four to six months in advance so i mean we've sat i've sat down with publishers already that we're ordering for next summer and it's like and you do you have i mean you know that you get copies of advanced books so some of those you can make some informed decisions because you've gotten a chance to read the book early and decide if you're going to carry it which is what happened with me with one in a million boy but Otherwise, you're just, you know, you and the publisher are just talking about the book and you're like, huh, sounds good. Nah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing that over the course of, you know, 800 titles in two hours. Well, um, that was eye opening. Hey. Yeah, because I feel like I know a lot, a lot, but I there's so much I don't know. And I don't even know that I don't know. And um, I really appreciate the vicarious look inside. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Okay. Well, we are going to move on and talk about all our favorite bookish gift ideas. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Holland, welcome back. Thanks, Anne. Okay. <laughs> I love books and reading, and I really love the bookish kind of gifts that are not books, but have to do with books. Um, there seems to be a big overlap with um, book lovers and journal lovers and pen lovers and pencil lovers. And there are all these fun reading accessories these days. You know, the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Listeners, you know, the Sam, kind of I stuff do. I'm talking about. So I would love to hear both because it's very fun and because it could be very helpful to a lot of people doing their shopping this season or any season. Um, some of your favorite gift ideas for people who love books. Uh, what do you love? What's popular in your store? Tell me what you got. Sure. Um, so some of my, and so what's fun is I do feel like I, I basically surround myself with things that I like. So that's been a really fun part of, you know, we're the novel neighbor and it's not the novel neighbor bookstore. And so we very intentionally did not have the name bookstore on it because we wanted to support 
lots of local artists to be in our space and have like handmade, um, unique, one-of-a-kind items that you can't find anywhere else. And then we also have our community space and do the parties and things like that. So this has allowed me to also kind of surround myself by some of these favorite gifty things um, that we carry in the store. But some of the, it's just funny how some of these came to me. So there is a librarian who works at Webster University, which is just down the road from us. And she brought me this really neat looking pen like that you wear on your, uh, on a shirt. And it uh, was just kind of of this woman. And I, I don't typically wear pens, but it was very pretty. And it was very thoughtful. And I was like, oh, and she was like, okay, I was, she, I forget where she was. Maybe she was like up in New York in the Metropolitan Museum or whatever. And she was like, you have to carry this. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is it an enamel pen? Because those are hot right now. Weirdly. No, no, but I, I, I agree with you. Um, so it just was this pretty cover and it just, it seemed like thick, uh, thicker than card stock. Like just, I mean, it was, I mean, it was just uh, not cardboard. I can't explain it. I can't now because <laughs> what, I, what I find out is it's an entire line of jewelry made from old book covers. What? And so, oh my God. So it's from Yes and Yes Design and we carry a whole line in the store. And so it's earrings and it's necklaces and it's cufflinks and it's tie pins and it's ornaments and it's all this amazing stuff. And what they do is when a book is falling apart, they take the hard co- the top of the hardcover book. Like, you know, some people do the book cut letters and things like that. And they make jewelry. So like every tag on it says made from books. And like, they give you this great display that has, um, that shows you like a book cover with a piece cut out so that visually when someone's looking at it, they can kind of connect the dots to see it. So I, um, so very quickly in very, I, I called and got a account and was like, I want all the things. And, uh, <laughs> so the other one that I was looking, I had seen a t-shirt and so I was going online to try to find it. And it said quitter strip question mark. Oh, sorry. It said bookmark question mark. Don't you mean quitter strip? <laughs> nice. And I thought that was just awesome. So I was trying to find it as a t-shirt and it, uh, it led me to this Etsy site. Uh, and there's this woman, um, and she has a shop on Etsy called stamp and sell a uh, stamp and soul. And we have it in the store now and she does custom hand stamped spoon bookmarks. And so she takes old spoons. If you can tell, I, I'm into repurpose items. If you can't tell, I definitely have a theme. Um, and so she had one that said bookmark question mark, don't you mean quitter strip? And so, <laughs> and they're beautifully done on these old spoons. And so part of the spoon, um, the handle, like it's curved around where you would use it actually as a bookmark. And then, you know, she's got other thing, uh, quotes of, you know, fell asleep here, one more chapter, women who read are dangerous, you know, just a whole line of ones that we keep in the store, you know, probably as of six months ago that are, uh, that were huge and love, love, love of that. So she's great. And then, um, just on the, on my first pass that I'll, I'll mention Fra, Frostbeard, um, who does the literary candles. Oh, and yes. I, I took pictures when I was in your store, how oh you my. had, um, how you had the outlander display with the Sassanac right. candle and you had other great stuff too. Right. Well, so I had seen those somewhere. I think the first one I ever saw was called Old Books because people do love the smell of old books. I was like, what is this company? So I called and I said, hey, we weren't even open. I said, are you all in a lot of stores in St. Louis? They're like, we're not even in Missouri. And I was like, well, sign me up. And so we've carried them since we opened the door. So, you know, they have like Cliffs of Insanity that is, you know, <laughs> goes along with the Princess Bride and they have Hatter's Tea Party that goes along with, um, you know, Alice in Wonderland and Gatsby's Mansion. And they just have this incredible line and they 
sent them based on, you know, what it might, you know, you know, Gatsby's might have a scent of gin or, you know, Sassenach, you know, is the Scottish, you know, <laughs> greens of outside. And so it's just, it's, it's a riot. But my, of course, favorite, favorite thing um, is we've been working with them for so long and uh, such fans and, we had asked early on, like, hey, do you ever do special orders? And, you know, like, and they're like, well, if you're going to do a corporate thing, it's this. But um, about a year, 18 months into our relationship, because I adore them, um, they did say, I know you had mentioned at one point, you know, wanting to do your own. And we're not going to necessarily do logos or things like that. But if you'd like to create a novel neighbor scent, we'll we'll do a novel neighbor candle. And I was like, oh, my Whoa. God. So, so do we, you have one? We do. And that is amazing. <laughs> I know. It's my favorite story. Not my favorite. I exaggerate. Um, but that was just, I mean, I mean, tickle. Yeah. So that's, that's my favorite. So those are, so those are just a few. Um, if, and what about you? What, what are a few of your favorites? I love and adore book darts. Do you know what these oh. are? I have not used them yet. And we've talked about, you've, what was it like? I think you bought, we talked about this the other podcast. Like I just put big, ugly post-its in my books and then pass them on to friends. I don't uh, use these for bookmarks. Although I think that's kind of the point. It's like a paperclip, but prettier with a little pointy part so that when you mark your place in a book, if that's how you use it, you can point the arrow directly at the spot you want to mark. So what I really use these for is if I'm um, taking notes or I'm reading a book for book club or I'm doing research, you can tell sometimes on Instagram, like the sign of a, a great book is that it has like a hundred book darts in <laughs> 200 pages of text and it makes it stand up a little bit thicker, but not a lot because they're very skinny and they come in different metals and an adorable little tin. They're a great stocking stuffer. And despite my evangelism for book darts, most book lovers do not know these things, but I think they would be happy to discover them. So I'd love them. I'd love to see a big stack at your checkout next time I'm there. Hint, well, hint. there's this, there's a small stack now, but I, I, oh, there I, is. you have some, well, because last time we talked, I mean, cause ultimately, do you want me to come evangelize? I can just stand at your checkout and right. say, don't you want this too? I think you do. I think you do. No, I need to find your favorite maker because I had a hard time finding them. So the ones we ultimately ended up through one of our people that we order from, they're colorful and they almost seem a little bit like paper clips, that, but it, it is, it's supposed to be the book dart. They're small. They go on the side of the page, but it's not exactly your thing. So I still, so I sort of met the need, but not completely. So oh, I need to find the ones see. that you talk about. But you know, I didn't find these and I haven't seen them in bookstores until just a month ago. I was in New York and the McNally Jackson home store, Goods for the Study, uh, which is like uh, a book lover's <laughs> paradise. That's where you want um, to move into. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was such a lovely place. Um, they had book darts. And that was the first time I'd seen them in store. And I said something like, oh, you have book darts. And they were like, we're glad Thanks you show. found this. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It takes one to know one. Right. Um so yes, show notes, show notes, and put it in there, and then I'll I'll go after you. The favorite ones you have, let me know because I right. need to, I need to find those. Will do. Okay. okay, a big hit in my house last year was we gave our daughters a personal library kit, but this is not for kids. I knew about this because my. 40 year old friend had one and use it. So this comes with uh, library cards. It's like an old fashioned library kit. None of this. Do you, is it the date stamper that comes with it? I don't know if it comes with a date stamper. I don't remember. I haven't actually looked at it. In a, my daughters would know immediately because they used oh. it a lot. Um, but you can set, it has a uh, book plates where you can say, right. 
out of the library of Anne Bogle. And it has um, like little card catalog papers and little slots where you can slide it in the back. It's so much fun. It's not very expensive. It's a wonderful gift for any age. It's just, it's unique. It's personalized. And really, we might give them another one this year because they used it up and loved it. We used we used to play. I mean, okay. I was I was a cool kid. I was, uh, but we used to play that all the time. <laughs> my, you know, we had one of the stampers with the stamp pad that you could change the date that I'd like taken from my dad's office, and so we would make take my mom's index cards and we would make our own. We would play checking up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, your future was right in front of you. You had no idea. I had such no idea. All right. Also, I would recommend. All the beautiful journals. Many, many bookstores have piles of beautiful yes. journals. And yes. they are, there's like the novel journal where the lines are made of teeny tiny lines of text that you need a magnifying glass to tell that you're actually writing on the lines that are made of the text of Jane Austen. Um, there are moleskins and Leuchterms and, oh, those field notes. There's those uh, manila covered ones. I can't remember the name of right now there's thick paper and thin paper and i just love them all book people so, are often paper people there's great overlap there we love our journals we definitely we have like five or six different sections where we keep journals and we have those novel journals like you were talking about that are just i mean that those have to be some of my absolute favorites and then we've just started carrying um a line that uh from emily mcdowell who does such the great card line and you know front of one says uh notes for my future therapist <laughs> <laughs> And like totally, the other one says totally legitimate feelings. Like, I mean, just <laughs> let's, it's awesome. So, um, you know, there are the beautiful covers. There's, you know, some people like blanks, some people like lines, some people like grids. You know, I, I, I love a new journal every single year, but there's some really fun ones out there too. Okay. What else do you have in the novel neighbor? Um, so one of the things that uh, I'm waiting on, and so because it's just recently become available to the public. So if you're in St. Louis and want to come just play this with me, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't wait to get more. But it's called Bring Your Own Book. And these guys did this as a Kickstarter, Indiegogo, one of those things. And the whole concept is um, it's a, pa- a deck of cards and everybody comes to the table with a book. And so through the cards, It'll like flip, uh, like, so you flip one over and it'll say, um, best dialogue in an action movie. And everybody has brought a different book to the table and you have to flip through your book and quickly come up with, um, dialogue from an action movie. And then everybody, you know, which, who, who has the best one from their book or what would be good lyrics from a country Western song? Um, what kind of advice for a graduating senior and you're flipping through whatever book you happen to have brought to the table. So maybe you brought the sparrow, maybe you brought one in a million boy, whatever you brought to the table, you have to flip through and find from these action prompts and everybody, you know, sort of like all these other games of everybody votes on, which is the best answer. Um, it is so much fun. Um, and it just did, you know, what's the tastiest name for a candy bar? You know, any of those <laughs> you have to find, you know, within the, the, you know, the front and the back cover of the book that you brought to the table. Um, so that's, I I love, love, love this one. But like I said, it's just slowly coming to, to the, to the people, um, because I think, uh, I understand they've just, you know, they've now just gotten with a gaming company, so they're going to be able to mass produce it, but that's been a big fun one. So like I said, if you're you're in St. Louis, we can go play at the bookstore. Um, but that's going to be fun. 
Another kind of just the fun thing that we've been getting in the store the last couple of weeks are just these really language books. And what I mean by that is like there's one that just came out called Otherworldly. So, you know, it's hard to, you know, you do your books, you'll do fiction, nonfiction for your history people or somebody who likes sports and things like that. But there's just, you know, we carry a lot that are, you know, just for book lovers. And so this one book is called Otherworldly and it's beautifully done. There's beautiful illustrations um, and it's words both strange and lovely from around the world. And so it takes words that other countries have that we don't. So like in uh, Japanese, there's a noun called sunduko. And I never was a linguistics person. I failed all my language classes, so forgive me, but this one's called sunduko or sundoko. And see if this sounds familiar to you. This is a noun that means buying books and not reading them, letting books pile <laughs> up unread on shelves, on floors, or nightstands. <laughs> they have a word for that. Jimmy. What are you Come saying, on. Holland? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying <laughs> it's awesome. Or it's like, really um, pretty, too. I just looked it up while we were talking. Oh, my. It's beautiful. Or Oatvian, uh, which is Dutch because you know Holland. Uh, to take a break and walk away from the divans of life to clear one's head. I like so, it. I know. So it just, there's, it's just, it's so, it's just neat. So anybody who's kind of into language or along the same lines, another one just came up called The Emotionary. What? <laughs> Wait, is this a book? It's a book. It's called The Emotionary and it's a dictionary of words that don't exist for feelings that do. <laughs> <laughs> So it's got some comics in there. It's a lot of words and things like that. So like one of my favorites is Fainderstand. It's the word feign plus understand to pretend one <laughs> finally heard another person after asking him to repeat themselves three plus times. Fainderstand. <laughs> I like it. That is also very pretty. It is. Or there's the, um, the, the, fo the phonus, F the fo it's a faux uh, bonus and an item falsely advertised as <gasps> oh, yes. free or a favor that is given only with the expectation that, you know, you're going to get something in back. And then, you know, for some of us that came, you know, from a different, um, uh, there's a penitent and narcissism, pen, pen, penitency. Uh, it's penicism is guilt from realizing one has been excessively self-involved. <laughs> <laughs> So there's just, just um, and there's a couple of other ones uh, that are in there of like, there's another one called like, that should be a word. And it's just, you know, similar along those lines. So it's just, it's a whole line of really fun. I think it could be gifts or just, you know, kind of definitely can have laying around that it's a lot of fun. Okay. I have a couple bookish things for the person you don't know what to get. Yeah. Uh, you turn me on to Tequila Mockingbird. Oh. The here, you can describe it because he came to your store, right? To put on a thing. No, I hijacked him at BEA and fangirled all over. <laughs> I, think I think that's a real name. No, his name, uh, is it uh, it's Timothy Tim Ferris? Tim Federley. Tim Federley, who's also done a kid's picture book. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I knew about Gone with the Gin because we gave that for Christmas last year. So what these are is, well, Tequila Mockingbird. It's a cocktail book with literary themes. And um if the Fair uh, Tide 451 and oh mm -hmm, my god it's mm -hmm. me margarita <laughs> <laughs> sorry go so ahead we've given a couple gifts that have consisted of tequila mockingbird or gone with the gin depending on whether you have a books or movies person and an expensive bottle of something that they might not buy for themselves and that has been very well received all right but wait there's more do you not know I about don't know. Hickory, hickory daiquiri dock no <laughs> No, so I don't. Anytime, anytime anyone comes in to um, uh, to get like, oh, a friend of ours uh, just had a baby. We're looking <laughs> for like board books. 
And I'm like, um, here, I always sort of ask the question, are the parents social? <laughs> and they're like, yes. And I'm like, okay, so here's where you can look for the baby and things like that. But here's what goes home to the parents. And it's so Tim made a um, it is in the same vein as a board book. So it's those thick cardboard pages and it's called Hickory Dackery Doc. And it's just got like any meeny miny. um, any mini martini mo and it's got nursery rhymes on every page with actual cocktail recipes as well so smart mary had a little dram um <laughs> trying to think of some other ones off my head off the top of my head so that's also um for for new parents it is it is it is my go-to for sure and it's it's a board book it's a board, like it is a board book. So if you can just like those heavy cardboard pages so you can spill whatever you want on it and it'll be just fine. And then always, always on my gift list are really beautiful books. I love those cloth bound classics or the drop caps or, you know, like anything penguin. Penguin books lined up in a big row with your little yes. penguin standing at attention on your bookshelf. You must have some beautiful ones in the store. What would you add to that list? Uh, we did the drop caps probably my second year. And so um, if you've got, if you've been in the store, you've seen those and, um, and it's fun. People are, and I thought to myself, I don't care if anybody buys a single one. Ultimately at some point, these will just move into my own, my well, own house. Like it's the diffuser. Just, like it's just all about the atmosphere. It is. Happy and it's just, they're gorgeous. And so, you know, they run from one color of the rainbow to the other. And I haven't figured out a method to the madness of what each, you know, how they picked the authors or, you know, the fonts on the front. But it is it is seriously some of the prettiest ones that uh, we've ever had. In. And we did the little uh, I think they call it the Penguin Random House does the olive. Is that what they call them? The olive oh, I covers. Love those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and those so are carried- inexpensive, too. Right. Paperbacks, really inexpensive, sometimes even cheaper than their regular paperback counterparts. So, you know, a a couple of those in a row. And then the the kids classics. I mean, we'll just um, they've done some beautiful, um, you know, the the whole. But the problem is they just keep redoing them into different ones. Mm -hmm. And so it's Mm -hmm. like we've got a partial collection of one and somebody Mm -hmm. else is collecting the different ones. And so I think that's the there's certainly no downside. But they there's so many doing them that it's hard to have a full set of, um, you know, any of the children's classics because people are collecting different versions of them. But yeah, um, I just got a set a few years ago for Christmas. It's already out of print, but if you ever need a reason to have nine copies of the secret garden, you know, that's it. They're all beautiful and they're all different. I have 11 copies of secret garden. Oh, (laughs) you win. I just happened to pull that title out of the air. So that is really funny. It's my favorite children's classic. I got to, oh my God. No, it's, it's in our, it's in our, it's, it's, um, it's in our living room here. There's, they're all piled on top of each other. Um, it's every version and it's really cute. Um, very early on um, at the bookstore, there was a gentleman who came in and would always want to find these very hard out of print books. And, you know, it's just hard, you know, so I've been helping him find them used and things like that. And he wanted to say thank you. And I just was like, not necessary, but he's just very nice. And I said, and he said, well, are there any books you love? And I said, I love the secret card and things like that. And I said, but do not spend any more than $10. Like, cause he, he loves these old books and he looks for used books and things like that. And I was like, but do not ever. And so over the last year and a half or things like that, he has brought me two copies that he has found very gently used that are not versions that I had. And it's oh, just fun. I know. Um, so he's like, I promise they were not expensive. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. But um, that's why I just thought you were, I was like, how's Anne been in my house? <laughs> that's such a fun. Thank you. I was just on the wavelength. No. So yours is Anna Green Gables. 
That's kind of coincidence because I mean, I do love it, but I'm not, I don't love it as much as some people do, but I really love the beautiful editions that keep getting put out. Like I love the puffin hardcover classics for young readers and, oh, I mean, um, the cloth bound, cloth bound classics and the puffin in bloom. So beautiful. How could I not get those? And then my kids read a couple copies for school and then I picked up the woodcut edition that came out. I don't even have the Jackie Oakley source books illustrated edition. I don't know the woodcut editions. I have to check those out. I might be, I'm, I might not actually be woodcut. It might be paper cut. I might be botching this, but I'll put a link in show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. Holland, is there anything else you want to share with us? No, those are kind of my favorites that are that are going to be in some stockings and um, wrapped up for some people this this coming this in the next few weeks. Me too. These are the most fun gifts for me to uh, yes. find, and I keep adding to my own list as I do my shopping for others. Well, thanks so much for talking books and bookish gifts with me today. It was fun to have you back. Thanks so much, Anne. Happy holidays. Hey, readers. I hope you enjoyed today's special episode. Please head to the podcast site to let me know your favorite bookish gift ideas. And if you're feeling decisive, the best three books you read in 2016. That page is at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash 56. And it's also where you'll find the full list of titles we talked about today and all those bookish gift ideas. If you're on Twitter, let me know there at Ann Bogle. That is Ann with an E, B as in books, O-G-E-L. Tag us on Instagram to share what you are reading. You can find me there at Ann Bogle and the show at What Should I Read Next. Readers, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And as Reiner Maria Rilke said, ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. Happy reading, everyone.